Welcome to the podcast, Your Time with James Sweetman. Hello and welcome to this week's episode. Uh, Thank you for tuning in. Let me wish you a happy new year. I'm continuing this week with the theme of new year, new you. What else could it be, says you, at the beginning of January. If you didn't tune in last week, do check out last week's podcast all about the antidote to new year resolutions, which might uh, might sound a bit strange coming from me as someone who works as a coach and as a motivational speaker, but I'm not a huge advocate of goal setting and I'm certainly no big fan of new year resolutions. That's why I opened the the year with last week's podcast around the antidote to new year resolutions. But it's still about creating focus. And I continue with that theme this week where we focus on what do you really want in 2020? And that's a question we don't often ask ourselves. Before we get into it, let me give another plug for my annual flagship workshop, SOAR, that takes place only in a few weeks' time now, the 30th of January. All the early bird tickets have gone, but there are tickets still available for the evening event. There are €65 plus fees, and of course that includes the refreshments. And this year, to mark the 10th year of SOAR, we have a little glass of bubbly as well for guests on arrival. So you can find more details about SOAR on my website, jamesweetman.com. Tickets are available through Eventbrite. And of course, there's a lot of information on social media about it as well. I have to say I'm looking forward to it. As someone who has just said, I'm not really a huge fan of goal setting. I much prefer manifestation, law of attraction, intention setting, those sort of things. I do have to acknowledge that goal setting as a concept is perhaps the, the concept that's at the heart of all personal development work. And we'll use a whole range of different phrases to describe the process. It might be starting with the end in mind, that one accredited to the late Stephen Covey, at knowing your outcome, forging a results-focused mindset, launching a rocket of desire, or setting an intention, which I think is my favourite one. Of course, many people struggle with the idea of goal setting as pondering that powerful question, what do I want? Coaching session or coaching question 101, as I always call it, what do I want? can often bring to the surface limiting beliefs around worthiness. Of course, other people can be quite expert on setting short-term goals, you know, like a daily to-do list, but they rarely contemplate the bigger picture goals um, or those intentions that shape the trajectory of their lives. As a coach, as someone who works in the area of personal development and motivation, I'm always looking for new insights and new distinctions when it comes to goal-setting type questions or frameworks. And a personal favourite of mine is one that's wrapped around the acronym of PEACE, P-E-A-C-E. Those of you who've worked with me or have heard me speak know I do like my word plays, I do like my acronyms, and PEACE, I think, is one of my favourite ones. Not only is it insightful and a practical framework, but perhaps it spells out what deep down most of us are seeking, just to be more peaceful. Um, And we might use different words for that, a sense of inspiration or calmness or joy, but I think one of the underlying things that's that's often, you know, seemingly out of reach in the modern world is that sense of calmness, stillness and inner peace. And as I would have said before, and I'll be reiterating it before the end of this week's podcast, behind everything that we're looking for, whatever way we label the particular goal, ultimately it's a request to feel more of a certain emotion. And I would argue that for a lot of us, what we're really seeking is that deeper sense of peace. So my invitation for you, 
if you're listening to this somewhere where you can sit down and grab a cup of something warm and a pen and paper, I'll be sharing different questions with you that might stimulate your own thinking and prompt you to jot down one or two things. Of course, if you're listening to this in the car or walking, um, you can answer them mentally, of course, too, and maybe revisit them later. So let's start with the PEACE framework, as I call it, the P-E-A-C-E acronym. Uh, we start with the letter P. It could be possibility, it could be potential, um, but the P here actually stands for preserve. So when we appreciate everything that's working well in our lives, our energy is aligned for achieving, for taking inspired action, for allowing more good fortune to flow to us. All of the spiritual teachers and gurus uh, over the years, always reference cultivating an attitude of gratitude. It's something that I speak about frequently, probably in every podcast episode. And of course, it's also a central principle when it comes to the law of attraction. But for me, when I think of um, preserve, it's like those things that I want to nurture and take care of in my life. So here's a few questions for you to ponder under, under the heading of uh, preserve. It's like, how can I celebrate all that's great in my life? What am I grateful for right now? That always refocuses the mind. Uh, who should I thank or acknowledge or so show even more appreciation to? What do I want to preserve and nurture in my life? Often in that area, I think of the question, you know, what's working well and how can I have more of that or how can I expand on that? What do I want to preserve, protect um, and, and just maybe lean into a little more in 2020? The letter E in the PEACE acronym stands for eliminate. So to create something new in our lives or to devote more time and energy to a new pursuit, we often have to create the space for it. We have to say goodbye to something that's not working so we can say hello to something more fresh and exciting. You know, in the work context, we often use the term working smarter, and that is identifying what you're no longer going to do and to stop doing it. But of course, we can also work smarter when it comes to personal life. Before we can move forward, we have to drop what is holding us back. This might be a limiting belief. This might be a relationship that's not working despite your best efforts. It might be a, a habitual thought, behavioral habit that is well beyond its sell-by date. So we have to identify some of the dead horses that we simply have to stop flogging. A few questions here that helps bring to the surface some of the, the things maybe to look at and to, to diminish or to eliminate. Uh, what's no longer working in my life? Uh, what am I doing simply out of habit? Uh, where have I compromised too much? That question I always like because it brings into awareness maybe areas where I'm bending over backwards or I'm putting effort in and it's not being appreciated or there's no return on that effort. So where have I compromised too much? How could I make my life simpler? I'm a great fan of that program that's on Netflix by uh, with Marie Kondo, the little Japanese lady who goes into people's houses and helps them declutter and sorts out the, the physical things that they have in their, their lives. And her great phrase, of course, is, you know, does something spark joy? And if it doesn't spark joy, you need to eliminate it. And I sort of think we can apply that to possessions, but we can apply it perhaps more broadly as well. You know, what's no longer sparking joy in my life is a question that's worth pondering. Um, and then maybe that brings us into the territory of, of reflecting on the question, uh, what do I need to let go of? And again, we're not doing anything here from a place of 
harshness. We're doing it from a place of reflection and contemplation and just seeing what pops up and what comes to mind. And maybe there are some small adjustments that we can make. Because as I say, to move forward, to, to develop something new, we often have to stop doing something or to create the space for something. Apply it as simply to a wardrobe. If I'm looking for more space to put new clothes into it, I need to maybe take some old clothes out of it. It's true for wardrobes. It's true for life. We're at the midpoint of the PEACE, P-E-A-C-E, framework when we get to the letter A. So what does the A stand for? It stands for accept. You know, there are times when we're faced with issues or challenges that simply cannot be resolved or removed. And in the short term, the only solution is acceptance. Now, acceptance doesn't mean giving up. Acceptance is simply about making peace with what is. I often think there's a tremendous power when it comes to acceptance, because most stress arises when we argue with reality. You know, as I often say to groups, if we argue with reality, we will suffer. Our expectation is for something other than what is. And in a spiritual context here, we could use the word surrender. I'm a great fan of the late Wayne Dyer. And one of his famous quotes is, I can choose peace over this or I can choose peace at any time. And that's valid when we look at this broader peace framework, but particularly here under the umbrella heading of acceptance. Um, you know, we don't need to fight unwinnable battles. So for me, acceptance starts by simply breathing more consciously. You know, when you're frustrated or angry or impatient, the breathing is high and fast. One of the first things I always do is breathe a little bit more purposefully. So a few questions here. How can I just remember to breathe, to take a deep breath in is, is where I would start with it. Then what or who do I need to accept just as it is or for who they are? Um, if we argue with reality, we will lose or we will suffer. I often think we look to change other people in an effort to make us happier. You know, but it's not our job to change other people so that they can behave in a certain way that will make us feel better. You know, I think that's our, our modus operandi a lot of the times. Like, I want you to be different so I can feel better. And when we when we say that out loud, it's, it's a little bit bonkers. You know, so who or what do I need to accept just as it is or as they are? And that's not from a place of giving up, as I say. It's about, it's about acknowledging reality as it is and then moving forward in more of a, uh, resourced way. Another question to ponder, am I willing to continue to invest my time and energy and even my well-being into resolving an unresolvable issue? I often find when I look at this concept of acceptance, uh, it's usually closely followed by the, the deeper concept of forgiveness. So who do I need to forgive? And remember, forgive is not forget. You know, forgive doesn't really involve anyone else. It's, it's an internal letting go of energy. I'm a great fan of that quote by the, the late American teacher and author, Jerry Jampolowski, who has been quoted several times by Oprah, where a definition there of forgiveness is letting go of the hope that the past could have been any different. It's a deep one, that. And of course, if we're looking at forgiveness as a topic, it's, it, it's always worthwhile applying it to ourselves. You know, what do I need to forgive myself for? Uh, to paraphrase Wayne Dyer, uh, where can I choose peace? Now, where can I choose peace, perhaps, instead of trying to prove that I'm right? And then sometimes there's areas that we're involved in or where we're challenged. Um, and therefore, this question can be beneficial. You know, what's a certain or a challenging situation asking of me that I'm still withholding? Uh, that's a question that I ask myself, 
particularly in challenging times. You know, what's this situation asking of me that I'm still withholding? And it usually has something to do with compassion or self-forgiveness or trust. Uh, at least it is when I ponder it. The C, the letter C in the peace framework is for create. Now, of course, traditionally, this is the one that goal setting focuses on, you know, identifying the achievements, the things, the results, the experience that you want to bring into your life. And as it, at its essence, of course, creation and manifestation starts by brainstorming that most powerful question, what do I want? And that can be a challenging question because it gets us out of problem or challenge and gets us focused on the future and potential solutions. And the mindset, of course, here is one of curiosity and being open to receiving. Now, let's think of the child a few weeks ago writing the letter to Santa. Uh, don't They don't hold back in terms of what it is they want, and they're certainly open to receiving. They probably end their list with a, with a surprise. I know I always did. And of course, one of the things when we're contemplating the question, what do I want? Uh, you know, we focus on the what. We don't let the how prevent us from just dreaming about the what to start with. You know, the how will take care of itself. And sometimes, you know, the question, what do I want, is big and broad. So it can make sense to break it down into different aspects of our lives. So, for example, what do I want in the context of my career or work? What do I want in terms of relationships, health, finances? That was an approach I took with my second book, uh, Soar, Powerful Questions That Will Transform Your Life where each chapter in it deals with a different aspect of life or so definitions of success. And uh, there's there's questions in there that stimulate uh, what is it that I want, you know, so that we're able to put some handrails on that, handrails that allow us to move forward. One of the things that I do when I'm pondering the question, what do I want under this umbrella heading of creation or creating, is I get a, a fills cap pad. You know, I just write, what do I want at the top? And I just let the pen keep going. And usually when I do this, maybe there's eight, nine, ten things that I get down and then I feel there's a bit of a roadblock. But often if I keep pushing with it, that's when the unconscious mind kicks in and some of the real gems pop up, you know, when I get to about, you know, item number 50 on it. And that doesn't mean I'm turning into some sort of greedy, you know, self-focused um, uh, robotic type goal setting type person. It's not about that. In some ways, it's about getting rid of the, you know, the daily thoughts that just rummage around in our heads and allow us to reflect a little bit deeper around what it is that we're, we're looking for. So we allow the, the brain to sort of connect with the hand. And sometimes you can be quite amazed when we give ourselves permission just to, to write these things out. And of course, I'm a great believer in both spellings of the word write. It might be writing something out, as in W-R-I-T-E. But I often find if I'm writing, I'm also writing it from a R-I-G-H-T-I-N-G perspective. Uh, ink it, don't think it, as the old phrase would be. So that third segment of the peace framework is, is creating. What do I want? That's what it starts with. Um, but to go into that space, of course, we, 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 uh, we connect with a place of, of curiosity and possibility. So we're almost at the end of the peace framework. The E stands for emotions. And of course, those of you who have listened to the previous podcast episodes and have maybe heard me speak more broadly on this topic, you know that I'm really a fan of emotional definitions of success because as human beings, we are emotional beings and we're experiencing emotions all the time. As I said earlier, behind every goal, every desired outcome, every behavior is a request to feel more of a positive emotion. 
So we can cut to the chase and ask, what are the emotions I would like to experience more of in 2020? Joy, excitement, love, fun, adventure, they're usually the ones in there for me. And when we identify the emotions you want to connect with more frequently, you can then hone in on some more specific questions. So here's a few more for you to ponder. Now, how can I experience more joy or fun or adventure, or whatever the emotion is that you've identified? How can I just experience more of it? You know, what can I do to have more, let's say, excitement in my life or more joy in my life? Where can I display more courage? For me, courage is often a gateway emotion, something that I need to connect with to allow me to experience more joy or love or fun or adventure. You know, courage is something that that holds the signpost for those emotions. How can I connect with a sense of peace on an even deeper level? You know, if we go back to the what I started with with this week's episode around uh, this peace framework, and maybe that's one of the emotions that we'd all like to connect with more purposely, the sense of peace. You know, in 2020, how can I just feel more peaceful? I know that's something that I'm looking for. Um, um, so that's the peace framework. I have one or two other observations to share with you as we as we close out this week's episode. But to quickly recap on it, the P stands for preserve. The P in peace stands for preserve. The first E is eliminate. What do I need to let go of or say goodbye to? The A is for acceptance, acknowledging where you're doing your best, but maybe just have to accept the way things are, maybe bring a bit of self-compassion and self-forgiveness into it. Then the C is the traditional uh, goal-setting uh, mindset around creating. It could also be curiosity as well, of course. And then the last one, the E, stands for emotions and identifying the emotions I would like to experience more purposefully and maybe more frequently and more deeply in 2020. So I hope you found this week's episode of benefit. The questions that I shared with you are ones that I ask myself and answer, not just at the beginning of the year, but fairly frequently, I have to say. It helps me keep focused. Uh, of course, what's behind it all is our own attempts at satisfying our own individual definitions of success. We all crave a sense of fulfillment. You know, for me, the clue is in the word. I want to be filled full, overflowing with well-being and positivity and joy and love and try to be the full embodiment of my highest expression of myself. Uh, and of course, when it comes to emotions, we have to practice them to experience them. So if having reflected on that E part within the peace framework, you've identified some emotions you would like to experience more frequently in 2020, how can you begin to practice some of them straight away? Of course, there's no doubt that, you know, life continues to prod us and teach us and slap us and raise us up on an ongoing basis. I know it does for me anyway. Um, and sometimes we will be reminded of how frequently we put acceptance ahead of happiness and how we have allowed fear maybe to squash our dreams or how we've put other people's agenda ahead of our own heart's desires. You know, and that's just life. That's just being human but we're looking to perhaps be a little bit more conscious in 2020. Uh, ultimately, and I always say this to clients, and I'll share it now as well, is that you're the expert in being you. So if you're seeking new insights and new solutions to old problems, we start by asking ourselves new questions. And hopefully the questions I've shared with you this week will be some keys that will help you to unlock your inner wisdom so that you can continue on your journey towards the fullest expression of yourself in 2020. So thank you again for tuning in. Let me wish you a happy new year and until next week.